evening, everyone, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stegman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's correct. We host a show called High Spirits in which we drink alcohol and we talk about ghosts. Yep. Noelle, what you drinking? Uh, tonight, Jay, I am drinking uh, Apothic Sparkling Red. Apothic, it's their red wine with bubbles. Hey, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm still continuing on my uh, uh, Oktoberfest journey. I've left Coors Light behind for these two episodes. Um, chase me, Coors. I dare you. Anywho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am drinking, um, let's see. Ooh. Yeah, it looks nice, right? Surly Oktoberfest outside. Mm-hmm. Out of uh, Minnesota, tastes like October, which tastes like a fest. Um, thank you for joining us at High Spirits, Noel. <laughs> and it is October, right? No, it's still September, but uh, it will be October. That's right. When this comes up, it 100% will be. Uh, Noel, anything to catch the people up on before you begin your lovely episode? Um, well, we're still, you and I are still uh, abiding by the mask wearing rules and uh the social distancing and that's true and and so that's you know where we're at in life Mm -hmm. um i don't know you know it's like things kind of just blur together i don't even know what day it is anymore yeah it takes a toll it's you know there's only so much of the bunker i can yeah yeah. Look at. So it's fine. Right. You and i have been so vigilant that it wouldn't surprise me one of these days if you're just like um (laughs) I'm like, I went out of town. Like I went to uh, Lake of the Ozarks. I'll be like, well, she lost it. <laughs> she's finally, she's finally she jumped. Finally lost it. Yeah. I went to the weird biker rally in Iowa. I'd be like, that makes sense. I had, I had to be with people. That's your journey. You went from six months of seeing nobody and doing nothing <laughs> except for gardening in your magnificent garden to riding a hog. <laughs> Down to Cedar Rapids. That's the dream. Yep. That was the dream at some point. I, you know, it gets to the point, and I don't know if you feel this way, but, like, when I am by people or around people, I have, like, this need and want to talk so much, and I have so much to say. No. And then when I have the opportunity to do it, I say really dumb things. Or nothing comes out, and I'm like, I I just want to go back into my whole (laughs) <laughs> and cover up with a blanket and just be quiet. Yeah. No, I um uh, I have no desire to be around people. And it's not true because I really do. Like I'm I'm desperate to do it. But then when I finally like I forget it. What I was about to say is way too nihilistic. No, it's okay. It's I get it. Yeah, and I and I think I feel the same way. I know I know where you're at. It's more just like I think because you and I are so inherently extroverted yes that like that desire is there and so when i but when i do get around people because i have been locked up for so long you realize how terrible they are well there's that but i realize that i'm (laughs) i am so awkward and Uh, sometimes i'm like have i completely like it's been six months something like that who even knows yeah um and i'm like were my social skills always this this poor like am i Am I like this? Yeah. In real life? Have I always been this way? Or is this just pandemic Noel? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, hope you're alive and well out there in uh, wherever you are. We are so thrilled to have you. Noel's mm-hmm. got a really fun 
I'm just going to say without knowing what it is, what should be about despair. But uh, Noelle's got a really fun topic to talk to you about tonight. And Noelle, what is that? Today, Jay, we're going to talk about melon heads. The candy? Not the candy. Is that a candy? No. Lemon heads. Lemon heads are a candy. Lemon heads. Love those. Actually, I don't. I used to. My mom really likes those. It's yeah. like the only candy my mother will eat. They're pretty gritty. I don't get them. They're they're weird. Um no, melon heads are actually uh, beings generally described as small humanoids with bulbous heads who occasionally emerge from hiding places to attack people. <laughs> Ring a bell? <laughs> no. You're still not? not no. no. All right. Well, to, <laughs> to uh, understand the melon heads, we need to start with Felt Mansion. Okay. Which is uh, located on 66th. 66th Street and 138th Avenue in Saugatuck, Michigan. Are you familiar with Saugatuck, Michigan? Not particularly, no. So Saugatuck could probably best be described as the Key West of the Midwest. Oh, I like that description. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's 90 miles from Cuba? No. Oh, no. it's the other. Okay. It's got, it's, it's, it's a very uh, friendly place for those of you in the LGBT community. Great. LGBTQ plus. I don't know. What QIA plus. QIA plus. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's it's a Sagatok has become um, kind of like a vacation spot. Okay. It's on Lake Michigan. I've never been, but I know plenty of people who have been there. Um, so it's a nice like summer. Sounds beautiful. It, it, it sounds cold though. Well, in the winter time. Right now it's cold, but like in the summertime, it's yeah. supposedly a lot of fun. Any winter. I've, it's almost there. <laughs> Just because you have a sweater on doesn't mean it's winter. It's dropped like 20 degrees in the last two weeks. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm wearing a sweater and that makes me so happy. I have, yeah. So, uh, Sagatok's also located near a lot of, um, I think it's, it's located near Holland, Michigan, which is, um, where there is a brewery. Yeah. Uh, which there's one is some it? stuff there. There's I a brewery. Know. There's a bunch of wineries up there. It's, uh, it's a, it's a nice like destination. You can get I went a, nice... a writer's retreat. Yeah. 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 So, um, it's in that area. So people really love it, but let's talk about the felt mansions. Yeah. More. So door felt D O D O R R felt. Okay. Door being his first name, uh, was born in Beloit, Wisconsin in 1862. Good old Beloit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, if you know anything about Beloit, Beloit's, um, uh, there's a lot of, it's an industry town. It's a big, so at the time, um, it was a big factory town. So, um, that's where he was born and raised. And he obviously got his start working in a factory of some sort, which led him to move to Chicago and become a foreman, uh, at a rolling mill. Ooh, what's a rolling mill? I don't know. Okay. They roll stuff. Yeah. I'm assuming it has, I don't know. I'm Maybe not even going to cooking. guess. Cooking. Uh, in 1885, so at the age, so he's only 23 years old, he developed and patented the idea to construct a calculating machine to help the shop's accountants. Ooh, smarty smart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Innovative. In 1889, so he's, what, 27 he opened his own factory, and uh, that then granted him um, 
a lot of success and provided him with a high status in the community. That's great. That's in Chicago? That is in in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So at the age of 27, he is like on his way. Right. Um, He served in a number of prominent positions in the government. And in 1891, he marries Agnes McNulty. And the two of them have four daughters. Okay. Now, in 1900, Dora and Agnes um, visit Sagatuck, and they fell in love. Oh. Because it was fabulous. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe not quite then, but uh, it's it's on the lake. It's beautiful. It's wooded. It's it's probably similar to Dora. Probably Cow. time immemorial. 10% of yeah. the population has always been fabulous. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, 19 years later, in 1919, he they begin acquiring land. In 1926, they purchase the land that now the house, uh, which is Felt Mansion, sits on. In 1927, they hire um, Frank P. Allen and Sons to design their summer house, which was completed in 1928. Okay. So this has been quite a long stretch of time. So 28 years later, they're like finally the house is being built or it's done. Um, unfortunately in that same year in August, Agnes fell ill and she died in the house. Oh no. Yeah. What a bummer. Right. And in the house, in the house. Yeah. I mean, I know that happened a lot more back then, but, but just think about every, for those of you who live in old houses like me, think about how many people died in that house. So many, so many people. Yeah. <laughs> um, door remarried the following year. Uh, but his new wife preferred to stay in Chicago, so they didn't really travel to the mansion. And then um, in 1930, so just two years later, after his wife died, he passed away, or his first wife, I should say. And then um, he left the house to his daughters. Now you're probably wondering about the house. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's a three-story, gable roof, rectangle, rectangular brick mansion. I don't know what a lot of that means. I, I, I thought you might. So it's kind of just like a rectangle mansion. It's just kind of, you remember in um, the movie Annie? Yeah. The the mansion that yeah. Daddy Warbucks yeah, yeah, yeah. left in? Like that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it's 3,700, 3, that's not right, 17,000 square feet. I think I wrote this down wrong. Okay. It's giant. Um, some of the amenities, it has a library, a sunroom, a solarium, a ballroom, sleeping quarters. A for, solarium. A solarium. Lovely. Just like the mansion in Clue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're sleeping quarters for the servants. Um, so he left the house to his daughters. In 1949, they sell the house to the Chicago province of the Augustine Order of the Catholic Church. And it became the St. Augustine Catholic Seminary Preparatory School. So we're done with the felts. They built the house. I just wanted to give you a little okay. bit of color. Um, their story is over. Um, <laughs> sorry to disappoint. We're moving on to the St. Augustine. Uh, okay, the order. so the St. Augustines bought the felt house. They buy, they buy the mansion. It becomes a seminary um, preparatory school. So... Uh, to give for those of you who aren't familiar with Catholicism or like what the seminary exactly is, the seminary is basically um, where young men go to school in preparation to becoming a priest. That's kind of the, the goal. Sometimes they're sent there because they are bad kids. They've been acting out. Is that um, true? Yes. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they're going to become a priest, but it's oh. basically like a way to get them in line. It's kind of like the Catholic equivalent of sending them to military school. Oh. Okay. Which. Um, I thought you had to have a calling. Not necessarily. Like oh. sometimes you go because you're not a good kid. Dude, I didn't yeah. that. So, um, but. That changes nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But for the most part, you go because you have a calling. My dad went to the seminary for his freshman year of high school, actually. But according his story is that um, he missed his family too much, so he came home. Mm-hmm. That's his story. Uh, I'm sure there's more to it. I'll find out someday. Um, in 1962, they rented the man. So the Order of Saint Augustine um, rented the mansion to the Augustine cloistered nuns. Okay, cloistered nuns um, are those nuns who have. Um, uh, committed to a vow of silence. Oh. So it's real quiet there. Ooh. Would you yeah. do that? Never. You, I have so, way too much to say. How long do you think <laughs> I could be silent for? A year. I mean, if I, if there's like alcohol involved, it's not happening. Like I can't, I have too much to say. <laughs> and I have so many questions about things. Like I would I know, be like, can you write, like, could I write them out? Maybe. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a good idea. No, I, I think that's a fast fail. <laughs> could you do? Could I? Yes, I could. You could? Yeah. I For how so. long? Um, I don't know. I So I gave you a year. I, I, I say maybe, maybe I could do like three years. Okay. That's, wow. Okay. You know, we're living in a time where being silent might actually be the right move. <laughs> I mean, if you would ask me a while back, I'm like, no, because who, who will I talk to? <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I see who everybody is. And I, I'm going to take a knee. This really, you full circle from the beginning. This yeah. is really good. Well, in 1963, the order of Augustine constructed a seminary on the estate. So they built and they uh, started building another building for the seminary. And then that school contained a chapel and housing for priests and students in grades 9 through 12. I just want to repeat that. Um, housing for priests and students, oh. grades 9 through 12. So young men and priests living in similar quarters. Terrific. Not what could go wrong. What could? <sighs> That's not what this story is about. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just want everyone to put on their thinking caps for a minute. Okay. In 1977, the estate is purchased by the state of Michigan, and they used the mansion as the state police post, and then they converted the school into the Saugatuck Dunes Correctional Facility. Ooh. So it went from mansion to to seminary to a penitentiary. It went from mansion to seminary to convent to penitentiary. Oh, the natural progression. Yeah. It's basically how the Grand Canyon was made. (laughs) Um, I'm sure there's some Catholic people who are really going to get a kick out of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy that. Uh, so, in 1995, the estate is sold to Lake Town Township for $1. Ooh. With the stipulation that the mansion be preserved and owned and operated by the public. Uh, so, over time, after the... Um, oh, because the penitentiary closed, or the correction, correctional facility closed in 1991. So... Um, 
after it was sold to the town, like it just sat there oh. and nothing happened. They didn't do anything with it. And then in 2002, Friends of Felt Estate for the Friends of Felt Estate formed and they began restoration of the grounds and mansion. And it's now listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Oh, cool. Yeah. This is in Sagatuck proper? Um, it's it's a little bit outside. Like, okay. it's kind of, like, more uh, in the woods, apparently. Like, it's a little Yikes. removed. Like, it's in a very rural uh, part of Sagatuck. Okay. Um, although it did say located on 66th Street and 138th Avenue, so... Um, but then I read things. So maybe I'm wrong there. I had read some stuff about like how this mansion had sat there and nobody had done anything with it. And then like, it was kind of discovered because it was just kind of there. Mm. So maybe some conflicting information here. Um, in 2001, the West Michigan ghost hunter society hosted public ghost tours. Um, West Michigan ghost hunters society society, the WMGHS. WMGHS? Yeah, that's right. Big old shout out to my homies. <laughs> Hashtag W, what is it? WMGHS. Yeah, check them out. Yes. Uh, they hosted uh, public ghost tours of the mansion and the former Dunes Correctional Facility. Um, that has actually since been torn down. Um, but all of the proceeds that were collected from those public ghost tours went towards the restoration of the estate. Oh, that's nice. While people were in, yeah, it's great. It's really cool. Uh, while people were touring the mansion, they reported seeing shadow people. I hate shadow people. They're the worst. They are the worst. Um, Amy Ooh. Allen will tell you they're real, real dangerous. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, they experienced doors opening and closing. Oh my! What? Uh, curtains moving, strange noises, and heavy breathing. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Who's heavy breathing? I don't know. Yeah. Um. What probably, kind of probably, probably a cloistered nun. <laughs> it's the only way to communicate it's the only way to communicate they don't talk much (laughs) (laughs) we just get them breathing uh today yeah the felt mansion is a wedding venue oh my naturally you're getting married on tuesday how tacky (laughs) who does that just kidding so in this current time it's a wedding chapel yep makes sense um it received 4.6 stars on WeddingWire.com. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. And 4.8 on TheKnot.com. The Knot? The Knot. That's oh, a popular wedding site. K-N-O-T. Right? K-N-O-T. I see. Yeah. Tying the yep. knot. Nope. Don't you talk about it. To me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it just took me a second. I, w- I will. Sometimes a silent K is need to be read. All right. So now you know. Knot. Knot. Uh, so now you know all about the mansion. Do I? Let me tell you about the small people who may have come from the mansion. Excuse me? Low of stature or <laughs> shitty people? What kind of small? Small humanoids. Oh, like, there we are. In stature. Hold on. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's never a, a, a good high spirits unless Noel is talking about humanoids. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, you know what? I had no idea this was a thing, and I just happened to like be casually like 
reading things and this came up as one does <laughs> and I was like wait what are these things that I've never heard of before I was so excited um so melon heads are like I said earlier they're small humanoids with oversized heads who rarely come out of hiding are they cute <laughs> um they have a face un- unconfirmed De- it depends on your type <laughs> <laughs> depends on who's looking um okay. so um, they are children who suffered from hydrocephalus, which is waterhead syndrome. So oh when you hear water in the brain. Yeah. Um, uh, so like, and you've seen those pictures from the early 1900s where like they had these like, children no. with like oversized heads. Uh-uh. Yeah. It's a thing. That's gross. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Um, they, uh, allegedly lived at the Junction Insane Asylum near Felt Mansion. Uh, they Wait, there was an insane asylum near the Felt Mansion? Allegedly. Oh, okay. We're getting to that. Oh, sorry. Maybe. Some say, most say no, there wasn't. Oh, okay. But let's let's say there was. Sure. Um, the uh, the Melonheads serve as a convenient explanation for run- runaways and hikers who disappear, meaning that they dispose of them. The melon heads the melon dispose heads, of hikers yeah. and... Yeah, we're going to talk more about hikers that. Hikers and what else? Uh, runaways. Oh, my God. So, the... Le- Honestly, I don't often hear those two categories just shoved up against each other. Hikers and runaways. I know. Mostly because hikers, there's a... Uh, there's a psychological thing that happens when you hear it. You're like, well, they must be saved. Let's send a team. And the way they say runaways makes it sound like they're disposable... Right, they chose to do this where right. hikers just got lost. This is a good intro to like uh, an urban legend, it feels like. Hikers and runaways. Hikers and runaways, exactly. This is how you keep your kids at home in Western Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the legend states that after being physically and mentally bu- abused, these kids were released into the forest. <laughs> okay. Now, some say that the hospital was forced to close and. Um, because they were forced to close them, they sent the kids out into the forest because they oh, had man. nowhere else to go with them. Uh, as a disclaimer, I said allegedly, the Elegant County Historical Society states that no such asylum ever existed. Wow. But for the sake of this episode, let's pretend that it did. Yeah. Um, now, one version says that the children lived in the mansion, but retreated through a series of caverns or caves left over from an abandoned nearby zoo. Cool. Right? Abandoned nearby zoo in Sagatuck. Okay, let's break this down. Yeah, let's... let's. So they're saying yeah. that the mansion yeah. has tunnels underneath... Cool. yeah. ...that... Leads lead to, to giraffes. ...a zoo. Yeah. So Which what, then leads to hikers and runaways. So what? my real question is, what were these nuns up to? Oh, they weren't talking. <laughs> so here's the thing. They weren't talking, so they never had to confess a goddamn thing. They were doing all of it. They were, they were, they like, were riding zebras. <laughs> they had like some black market gorilla things going oh, on. Oh, man. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um. They were gorillas in the misting. <laughs> I don't know about the zoo if this is a real thing or not, but um, well, let's just say that there were Um, (laughs) another version is that the children returned to the insane asylum 
to kill the doctor who abused abused them and cut them up, cut him up into little pieces and buried the pieces around the mansion. Now, this story is going to come back in a little bit, Mm -hmm. but in another location. And so this story actually may get muddled with another version of Melonheads because that's right. Melonheads are not just in Michigan. Well, that's right. So like Kid Rock, they have crossed the border. (laughs) And where are they now? Right. So we're going to come back to that story. Um, But yeah, that's one. So while the house was abandoned, teenagers would, you know, like kids do, they would sneak, sneak in and tell stories about seeing the ghosts of the children and the shadows of the doctor's murder. Um, So this would be in the felt mansion where they would see this stuff, not in the insane asylum. Um, Again, most people in this county believe that they travel through a series of underground tunnels. Not sure what the tunnels were for. It's possible that if there are tunnels that they were used for um, rum running. I was going to say bootlegging. It's got to be that's bootlegging. A part of a, that's part of Lake Michigan that um, <clears throat> there's so many tunnels, a lot of places just for bootlegging. Right, right. My favorite thing um, in bootlegging times <clears throat> is when one of the Great Lakes would freeze enough. Uh, Great Lakes are so big, they don't freeze all the way. Right. But the uh, bootleggers and the rum runners would drive their cars. Yeah. Between uh, Canada and um, the United States. I love that. So Michigan had it because it's right up there. Michigan had a lot of it. So between Detroit and. uh, Right. Canada. What's on on the other side of uh, Detroit? Windsor. 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 They would uh, drive their cars back and forth. Yeah. It makes sense. And. When you think about it, like, so the Felt family owned the mansion until 1949. Yeah. And so, um, Dorr died in 19, like his wife died in 1928. He died in 1930. So this is during prohibition. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that they had something going on. So I don't doubt that there may be tunnels underneath this house. Fabulous. I love it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so if you are, uh, planning on going to Saugatuck or that area, Allegan County, um, the, you should be warned that if you're traveling through the woods, melon heads may jump up and attack you <laughs> and they may eat you. <laughs> so be careful. No warning shot. They just leap up on you and eat you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are also sightings in wooded areas around Ottawa County, which is a neighboring County. Um, the Lakeship, Lake Town Township Manager, Al Meshkin. So all of this, Sagatuck, I believe, is part of Lake Town Township. Um, Al, Lake Town Township? I know, it's so hard to That's say. That's awful. Al Meshkin, he's the township manager. He said that he heard rumors as teenagers and referred to them as wobbleheads. Wobbleheads? Wobbleheads. Okay. Now, a former student of the seminary said the term melonheads meant something else. Um, this is a quote. Rumors start because of the unknown. The Melonheads were actually seminary seminarians at St. Augustine Seminary at, in the Felt Mansion. The local kids called us that because it was a private school and we were brainy. That's no fun. I don't like that one. Yeah, that's no fun. No. Now, let's move south. Let's go back to cryptid humanoids. Right? Water in the brain. Let's move south to Ohio. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so wait, wait, this this is uh, 
Melon heads crossing the border? So the melon, so, well, these might be different melon heads. Oh, okay. This might be a completely different um, sect, would we say? Sure. Okay. So the popular theory in Ohio is that the melon heads there. Every time you say Ohio, I have uh, Neil Young. (laughs) Four dead in Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) I always think of it as an Ohio State song. (laughs) And I know it's not. It's not. They just say that stupid chant for their university of. What is how does it go? It, I don't want to do it. I don't know it. They though. go O-H, and then you say. I don't. Yeah, dumb. Try it again. O-H. L-Y. Yeah. Yeah. Oli. That's what my grandpa called my grandma. It's so Aww. sweet. It's cute. Because her name's Viola. Um, It was very cute. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to uh, pinpoint. I was just trying to showcase my illiteracy, and then I ended up bringing right. up a nice memory for you. And listen, um... I have nothing against the people, the fine people of Ohio. Why would you? They're delightful. They're delightful. Um, it's the breadbasket of America, right? I don't. Know. I don't know. Don't ever move your eyebrows like that. What did I do? <laughs> really? Now, now I'm like trying to do really it again. Disconcerting. I had a I had a naughty thought about a breadbasket. I'm very expressive. Um, <laughs> I'll get some control. Where it's just that you went to the University of Wisconsin, I did. and I am a Badgers fan, so I'm my natural inclination is to not like Ohio. Oh, I understand. I understand. Okay, it's a Big Ten thing. You wouldn't sure. get it. No, and I also don't get it, even though I get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this uh, going along with this uh, government conspiracy, uh, they think that the government covered up and dropped the melon heads in the middle of the woods. Hell yeah, they did. What? But they threw them on an airplane. No, they were taken care of there. Oh. And where they were dropped, <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Just like these kids with big, and like their heads just kind of like because they're so they much like a little parachute on their heads. <laughs> they end up falling down head first because yeah. they're oh they're lopsided. Oh, that's so sad. Um, <laughs> they were dropped somewhere near Wins- Wisner Road, outside of Kirtland, Ohio, and I believe Kirtland, Ohio, is not far from Cleveland. The Cleve. The Cleve. Um. They would, these kids would occasionally sneak out of their commune because they ended up creating a community in the woods. (laughs) They ended up having like farmer's markets and like quality and there was like, who needs money? They just find like oversized hats to wear so they can like go out and see the outside world. I just love the idea that these like little freak shows are like (laughs) living their best life until uh, mankind shows up. Why is there not a screenplay about this? Uh, well, there there was an attempt at a movie, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, so they would sneak out occasionally to get a glimpse of the outside world, but in general are passive. Oh. Uh, that's one theory. Another theory is that they are abandoned children that scientist Dr. Crow tortured with experiments oh, at his facility in Kirtland, Ohio. The name Melonheads came from chemicals injected into their brain, causing them to develop develop hydrocephalus um after years of abuse the melon heads killed dr crow and burned down his facility dr crow dr crow now dr crow is actually um uh, and and i would i wanted to do more research on dr he's crow. actually an ophthalmologist no what was he doing experimenting the dr on? crow type character is a common yeah theme in horror yeah um like in um house of a thousand corpses by rob zombie Dr. Crow, and I don't, I don't remember if that's the name he actually uses, but that's 
similar to um, this theory of like that mad scientist experiments. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a trope. Yeah. Exactly. So this is basically what it is. In Ohio, they call him Dr. Crow. Um, there's a variation of this theory, however, that Dr. Crow, this Dr. Crow with an E, <laughs> and his wife. He's a fancy British man. Yes. Um, you do to be he fancy? just wanted to live. He just wanted to live a quiet life in Kirtland, Ohio. Yes. <laughs> Nothing to see in Whitechapel. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm fancy because I have an E at the end of my name. Why did you call me Jack? Why did I turn around? What did I say something about ripping? He he. I'm Doctor Crow. With an E. <laughs> the six victims were named Mary <laughs> Kelly. Oh, I've said too much. What? I've got to go. <laughs> Catherine Eddowes. All right, we're finished. This this has been Jack the Ripper stand-up. <laughs> By the way, if you thought that open mic was bad, go to a real one. Oh, <laughs> don't, actually, not right now. Wait. Yeah, wait. Where wait. Is go to an outside open mic. Okay. Um, so Dr. Crow, with an E, and his wife had been living in an isolated cabin and uh, had been asked to care for the hydrocephalic kids' children children um but the locals then started to call them melon heads um as a result mrs crow like recognized how much this hurt the children and she actually developed a, a strong relationship with them and they started treating her as their mother Aww. but then she died suddenly and the children like freaked out and they were like panicking and thrashing around in the house <laughs> listen they they're have not, big heads. They have big heads. They're not of right of sound mind. Like when they made, and their mother just died. No, that I, the emotional component I understand. I just didn't know why they went from zero to thrashing. I mean, the the image of them thrashing about is pretty humorous. There's an image. There's a there's an image in my mind of them oh, thrashing. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so they. I keep thinking you every time you smirk at me. I keep thinking you're thinking of Stewie from Family Guy. Like I had not thought of him until uh, just now. No, I actually keep thinking of um, this, and I'm sorry for saying this, but I'm gonna say it. This uh-oh. stupid cartoon that's for like younger kids called Caillou, and I hate it um, because Caillou's whiny and he's a little bit of a brat, and it you know you're supposed to be. Oh, like, was it the French guy that has the like one little Charlie Brown curl? Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's got, yeah. Not, so I keep picturing him in my mind. Not into, not into that show. And I apologize, but I don't. Um, Are you hanging around a lot of six-year-olds that like will get mad at you? No six-year-old should who watch that show. to this show? Oh. <laughs> you don't need you all to email us what and tell is, us who you are. What is this? We need to do a demographic survey. <laughs> also, welcome, Sweden. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> and we have a lot of Swedish people. Apparently, we have a lot of children who watch uh, Caillou. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, Which I they're, think is a French show. They're Swedish children. Is it a French show? Caillou? I think so. I don't know. I just can't stand it. And I am not alone in that opinion. That is a popular opinion amongst people I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. With children. Moving. I'm like... Looking at the mic like I'm making a point. Like, I'm like, and another thing. I need to yell out something into the space. Uh, I like Pink, the singer. What? Yeah. You know what? I want to like her because she seems so cool. No, I think I'm opposite. I think she seems like a a dork. But I love her music. Yeah, but I like dorky people. Um, But I, no, I I think her lyrics are just terrible. Oh, I think she's divine. 
but I want to like her, but I, it's not for me. She sings upside down. She does sing upside down. She has an amazing voice. She's a great voice. I think, and, and she sends a good message. Just not for me. Okay. Um, so we're back. The children are thrashing. They're very upset. Yes. Mom's dead. Remember the magazine Thrasher? That was a skateboard magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a subscription. How could I forget? Yeah, right? I thought skater boys were the hottest. The, the still do. Um, I have a problem. I'm old. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Not the part that Unless I think that skater boys... Is so no. weird that skater boys listen to this. There uh, better be at least ask skater boys. Ask skater listening. boy. One... Who are you? Highspiritschicago at gmail.com. Just longboarding count. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to skateboard so badly and I'm so, I'm, you know, I'm very imbalanced. Uh-huh. Um, uncoordinated is Uncoordinated. Imbalanced makes it sound like something else. Yeah, that's true. I'm very uncoordinated. Uh, I'm good at grounded sports. <laughs> like softball. And what you're doing with your hands though, it's funny. Where I don't have She's to She's creating leave. an object work table with her hands. <laughs> or don't leave I yeah I just I I wanted to be I wanted to skateboard so badly and it just was not for me um anyway okay so the children upset they knock over a kerosene lamp and they set the cabin on fire killing themselves and Dr. Crow with an E oh no it's said that the ghosts of the children are seen in the woods Because of the children I've seen in the woods. Now there's another version. Thank God. I'm sure you were worried. Um, and this one is more about Dr. Crow. Dr. Crow um, allegedly performed illegal abortions from his cabin and killed um, some deformed babies as well. He would bury the bodies around the knoll near his cabin. Mm. That's going to come back to the knoll. Um <laughs> Like a grassy knoll? Yeah, sure. Okay. Back into the left. By the way, a knoll, in case you're wondering, not a very big, It does. it's not usually a very, like the grassy knoll. Yeah, it's the, it's the, just a small little area It's grass. just a very small area. I, I actually. Actually, when one says grassy knoll, they're oftentimes being redundant. True. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's usually just kind of like a little inclination. Like it's just a little incline. grassy incline. Yeah. Just a little incline. Um, so. The uh, so he buried the bodies around that, and then um, the basement of the now abandoned cabin echoes with the sound of crying babies. Gross. Ironically, or coincidentally, probably coincidentally, the house is located near Crybaby Bridge. Mm, coincidentally, yeah, that's a coincidence. Um, the melon heads. Here's another. So this is. Another yet another Ohio theory. They can't seem to get it right or get it together. Everybody's got an idea out there. That <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be. I have so many friends from Ohio who would probably agree with that. Like we know so many people from Ohio because. Hey, what are you pointing at me? I know three. <laughs> <laughs> I just say a lot of people come to Chicago from Ohio. Um, <laughs> I can name like 10 people right off the okay, top of my head. Okay. Right. Anyway, you, you, I hope you're listening. Um, anyway, say it less threatening. <laughs> hey, Ohio, hope you listen. You could be more cash, dude. Nah. Um, 
You better. No. Um, you're fine. Oh, God. What's happening? They're busy. They're going to Miami, Ohio reunions. They're, they're all going to the that's, Ohio State That's just one games. person. We, the Ohio State. I know, like, seven people who went to the... My brother went to Miami, Ohio. Oh, did he? Yeah. And so did... Yeah, we'll kids. stop talking about it. Okay. Yeah, we know a lot of people who did. <laughs> we do. Actually, I know quite a few that went there as well. All right, moving on. Um, so other people think that Melonheads... Uh, decided to inhabit the forests of Crybaby Bridge, where they hunt and eat animals, and they kill and eat any human who sees them. So, if you... Give me your suggestion for the yeah. name of your book. The Forests of Crybaby Bridge. <laughs> Done. My God. Makes the bridges of, bridges of Madison County sound like a snooze fest. <laughs> Man, it's like, it's... I already, like, hear the, like, cha-ching, cha-ching, like, the register. <laughs> right. The forests of Crybaby Bridge. <laughs> I used to know this guy who sold tickets, and whenever he had a new sale, his phone would make that noise, oh, that yeah. ching song noise, and I was like, nope. Okay. Um, so the point is, is that if you see someone with a rather large head in the and you're in the woods, I would run away. <laughs> just, just some advice from me. Uh, the lemon heads of the lemon heads, the melon heads of Ohio also a band, the lemon heads. Oh, okay. Not just a candy. No. Um, what did they sing? What was their song? Who? The lemon heads. I don't they, know. They were like a thing in the nineties. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. This is off the rails. <laughs> All right. In Ohio, they're associated with Wisner Road near Chardon and King Memorial Road or near King Memorial Cemetery. I trust my friends from the Cleve know what that means. Yeah, Cleve. You know who you are. (laughs) Friends from the Cleve. They're not listening. No. Those friends have made it very clear. They don't listen. Cleve. Come on, jerks. All right. Now, Jay, you might think that that's the end of our story. No, I wouldn't dare think it was the end. I'm so glad that you feel that way because guess what? What? There are more lemon heads and they're in Connecticut. Melon heads. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, they're where? These bubbles are getting to me from this. No, I know. You're crunk as shit. Sparkly. (laughs) Connecticut. (laughs) Fucking shaking like Catherine Hepburn over here. The good <laughs> out of love, out of love. I'm just saying. Were her shakes from the alcohol? No, they were from the parks. Oh, that's but... what I thought. He <laughs> was shaking as uh, alcohol, alcohol. Okay, we should put this on YouTube so you can see my my shakes just now. Yeah, but, it's right. like if Liz Taylor and Catherine Hepburn made out. That's how you're shaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Um, all right. I do have friends from Connecticut who listen, so you guys can corroborate everything I'm saying or tell me how wrong I am when we're done. Yeah, email her. Or email at highspiritschicago at gmail.com. All right. In Connecticut, in yeah. Fairfield County, the Melonheads live on the outskirts of town on heavily wooded country roads known as Melonhead Roads. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of like a, a thing there. Um, Zion Hill Road, for example is Milford's Melonhead Road. Sawmill Sawmill City Road is Shelton's Melonhead Road. So these are towns in Connecticut. I see. Um, The Melonheads also supposedly live on the outskirts of Monroe, Stratford, Seymour, 
Weston, Easton, Oxford, Southbury, Fairfield, New Haven, and Trumbull. So these, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, like Stratford and New Haven, like that whole, like I, those towns I know, I feel like those are like on the New York side. Right. Closer to know your Connecticut knowledge. All right. Well, I'm guessing, and we all know how good I am at geography. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to go ahead and be like, I, I, sounds I right, gonna... Noel. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Okay. So in 1960, an insane asylum burned down, resulting in the death of oh, most of the doctors, no. nurses, and patients, and 10 of 10 to 20 of the inmates were unaccounted for. It's assumed they escaped in the woods, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Another theory is that they escaped from Fairfield Hills Hospital, which is now abandoned, or Garner Correctional Institution. Both of those are in Newton, Connecticut. Um, the Melonhead appearance is a result of them resorting to cannibalism to survive the harsh winters and inbreeding. So as opposed to in Michigan and Ohio where... They kind of like are hidden and yeah, that sounds generational. It sounds gross. In this so they're one, in they're reproducing through incest. Yes, this is more uh, like um um oh shoot, I'm I'm totally blanking on it. It's a Wes Craven movie, The Hills Have Eyes kind of thing. Like, ah, okay, yeah, kind of like that hill people. Like, is that what that's about? Yeah. Oh, so the hills it's, don't literally have eyes. Well, the, the people who are living in the hills are watching you with their eyes. Oh. Yeah. What are they trying to do? They're going to eat you. They're going to kill you and eat oh. you. So don't go to the hills. Is it scary? It is. Um, it's disturbing. It's probably more disturbing. Like, Craven's movies, especially, like, before he started doing Nightmare. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street is very disturbing as well. But um, Last House on the Left and The Hills Have Eyes are more disturbing than they are scary, oh, as far as I'm concerned. Another version states that um, these people in Connecticut were descendants of the colonial era family Shelton Trumbull, who were banished after accusations of witchcraft. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I don't I feel like do we talk about Trumbulls at all? Did that during <clears throat> I witch don't know. stuff? That name for some reason like rings a bell, but I don't remember. You know me, I love the witches. I know. All right, let's talk about the Blue Grenada, or Blue Grenada. It's a car. Don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't have the year of this, but I feel like a Grenada is an old car. Um, I want to say it's like, this is probably 80s. Um, A group of girls from Notre Dame High School decided this is in Connecticut decided to drive around on a Friday night after a football game and park their car, the blue Granada on velvet street in Trumbull where they, where they went to look for melon heads. Like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, they left the car and ventured into the woods, leaving the headlights on so they could see where they were going. And then they heard the car door slam and the engine start and saw figures inside the car that were the size of children with large heads, rags for clothes and an orange glow in their eyes. Uh, some say that the Melonheads still drive the Blue Granada around. Huh. <laughs> That's a whimsical story. I love that story. It's yeah. fun, right? It's very fun. Um, people still in in this area report seeing figures in the woods and hear voices. So 
to our friends in Connecticut. The ghosts of the girls that were murdered by the Melanets. No, the girls were not. Their car was just stolen. They were able to, I don't know, probably walk down the street and then... What became a dental technician? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anytime four girls are left alone in the woods, nothing good happens. Nothing good happens. They're like, yeah, there's the man oh, with the Janet, hook. she's a receptionist now. I was like, oh, sorry. From, from the story, I assume she died. The man with the hook got her or Resurrection yeah. Mary or like who else lives in the woods? God, everybody. So many people live in the woods. Slender man sometimes. Slender man. So um, to any of our friends in Connecticut who are listening, because we have, uh, there's quite a few of you. If you know more about the Melonheads, please share, because um, I would love to know more. Or if you, like, I actually did quite a bit of digging because this is such a fun story for me. So um, if there are other legends that we're missing, please, 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 please share. Um, but there's some more history that Ooh. stems outside <clears throat> Of these here United States. Mm. So allegedly, Melonheads lived in Bavaria in the mid-19th century. Okay. Um, going back to Hill People. Um, and I can <laughs> say this because I am of Bavarian descent. And so there's kind of like, uh, for like in my family at least, um, that's kind of a joke is that like the Bavarians are the hillbillies. So of what of Germany? There you go. Uh, so like my grandma used to pick on my grandpa for being a hillbilly um, because she's from a different part of the country, which is just mean, um, but was very cute and endearing. Anyway, so <laughs> there was an inbred family of melonheads who lived outside. Uh, so that's in Bavaria, and then there's another story from Risbury, England, around 1900, of an inbred family of melonheads who lived. Um, in this town or outside of it. And they were known as Weebleheads. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, you know, the Brits just like make everything sound so charming. They do. Weebleheads. Brexit. Um, <laughs> and Brexit. <laughs> what was the thing? Weebles wobble so they don't fall down. That was a thing. Weebles know. in the, that was a toy in the 80s. Weebles wobble so they don't fall down. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff. But I'm not because that was a thing. Okay. All right. Uh, Melonheads may stem from stem from Melungian, which describes mixed race people in Appalachia, which womp womp. Uh, so these folks were um, in Appalachia were European castouts, freed slaves, and Native Americans. So they were biracial folks who lived mm. in this community. And that was a term that was used for them. Um, so that's kind of a, a not so fun story. Uh, the legend in Connecticut surfaced actually after World War II. Some, some people believe that it was an excuse um, made by New Yorkers from their fear and prejudice of isolated rural folk. Uh, that legend comes from the New England Historical Society. Mm. Jay. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier, um, somebody should write a screenplay about this. Oh, I did, but yes, you I did. did. I well, so. somebody did. Oh. And they released a movie in 2001 called Melonheads. Is it amazing? I've never seen it. Academy Award winning. I don't think. Big star. It was widely released. A Michelle Pfeiffer? Definitely not. Damn. Uh, there actually is a, a Facebook group called the T- Saga Talk Melonheads. 
<laughs> but unfortunately, the last post was February 19th, 2018. Oh, good. It's before they all became Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Saga Talk Melonheads, if you're out there listening, um, keep doing what you're doing. Because <laughs> or don't. <laughs> like, everybody get off Facebook and stop. Yeah, that's true. Stop get, carrying weapons. Get, well, that's fair. Um, but but whoever was hosting this page actually posted some pretty awesome pictures. Oh, that's good. Uh, which... I, I may I may share if I if I'm allowed to. Um, there's I'm so sorry, audience. I make jokes because the world I live in makes me uncomfortable, and this is how I cope. <laughs> and I laugh because I feel the same. <laughs> okay, we're almost done. All right, you're probably also wondering, like, why do I keep saying the lemon heads when I mean to say? The Melonheads, yeah, because I keep, I keep thinking about the band, the Lemonheads. But I am here to tell you that there are also several versions of bands named Melonheads. You don't say. I do say. So there is the Melon. I listen to a lot of music. Do you? I listen to a lot of Melonheads music. Oh, there is. There are the Melonheads, which is a cover band from Maryland. And on their Facebook page, uh, it says. Whenever you want to hear your favorite classic and modern rock and roll tunes delivered with the power and drive of a heavyweight knockout punch, look no further than the Melonheads. Cool. For me, that's a skip. That's a skip? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm into it. It could just be the way you said it. Your voice may so like, Chad, are you listening? Chad, <laughs> this is Brian and I are in a band now. We're called the Melonheads. If you want to listen to some hardcore music brought to you from Sagatip. Nope, this is favorite and classic modern rock and roll tunes. Rock and roll. This is like, you know. Check. <laughs> Brendan. This is this is your your standard uh Tom Petty and uh okay. and and the rest. Um there's also I, I want you to I want you to have like a a Spotify channel just called Music You Can Smoke a Marb to. <laughs> <laughs> Nine of the songs are Tom Petty. <laughs> Oh, have I got some music for you? <laughs> the gas refunds twice on this playlist, but I get why. I mean, it's pretty much most of my current playlist, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Nicks doing her cover of Free Fallen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, there's definitely leather and lace on there. Oh my God, of course. <laughs> okay, there is uh, also the Melon Head. Or, I'm sorry, just Melonhead, which is an indie punk band from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I enjoyed them, actually. Um, there is... This band is actually named from the myth in Ohio, Melonheads. They're all different versions of sure. Melonhead. So this is Melonheads with a space in between Melon and Head. Heads, which is an indie band from Cleveland. Um, th- this is a quote from their unsigned.com page the music musical group known as the Melonheads possess the skill through their musical prowess of extricating all these emotions from their audience through the their artful use of the audible frequencies as modified compiled and altered through their electronic machines with their secret lair within their secret lair within the haunted or perhaps simply plagued forests in lake county nobody who experiences this band ever leaves unaffected just as those who witness or experience the fleeting vision of the forests melon heads are left unaffected 
The music is impactful, dramatic, otherworldly, beautiful, unique, and rare. They're fine. Um, <laughs> Going back to that rating system. <laughs> and then, of course, there is there are the Melon Heads, which is a dad band from... I'm, I'm saying they're a dad band because I watched some videos. From Burlington. Because you're a dad and it takes one to fucking know one. You know it. They're from Burlington, Vermont. Um, the sad news about the Burl Melon- VT, ain't that where uh, the Ben and Jerry's are from? That's totally. I bet they I, they actually one of them might be part of this. They band. might dad together. They might dad together. Uh, the sad news about the Melon Heads of Burlington, Vermont, is that they're breaking up at the end of the year. But the bass player is available to start a new band, and he also sings the vocals. And I put this note: they're not bad. They also vote third party. <laughs> Because they're, the, the they're from the VT and they didn't get what they want. Oh, <laughs> no comment. Um, I, I, I feel like I need Your to. Your silence speaks for itself. Dead band. Dead band. <laughs> I remember reading something about um Dave Grohl being really upset when the Foo Fighters were referred to as a dad band, oh, and he was so like, <laughs> and he was like, hey, wait, all right, I guess we probably are. Um, also, if you haven't checked out, speaking of Dave Grohl. If you haven't checked out uh, the little video, the video of him going back and forth with that that cute little girl from England, um, she's like an eleven year old drumming. Yeah, like yeah. it's amazing and it's so cute and what a great way to utilize this terrible time and lift people's spirits up. Thank you, Dave Grohl, coolest guy on the planet. I love that guy. Well, Jay. That's all I know about the crypt or the, the cryptids. Can I also say no, I disagree? Hats. I think the coolest guy on the planet is Harry Styles. Come on. And watermelon sugar is awesome. I don't even know what you just said. I know. <laughs> That's why I said it to you. Is that a is that a song or is that a drink that he invented? It's both. I put sugar on watermelon and now it's a drink that I have. You I can say. try you can try to mock, but once you hear it, I don't. <laughs> Once you hear it, you're gonna get some WAP. I'm sure he's great. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get some WAP. Yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, I'm I'm woke enough to know what that means. That's not that. Is that, that that's not a woke thing. That's not a woke thing. That's just a. <laughs> I'm just saying words that I hear. Yeah, that's all right. You know what? I've been away from the public for a long time, so I don't know what's cool anymore. She means the publics and Sarasota, uh, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> I do love a public. shout out to Publix. Thanks for thanks for uh, playing High Spirits podcast yeah. between nine and eleven when the seniors shop. <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> listen, the Publix in Gulf Shores, Alabama, really came through last week. Right, listen, they hate it, but you know what? They're going to wear a mask. Wear a mask. Um, all right. I I would like to reference or call out my references for this episode sure. because I looked up. I, I spent a lot of time reading about melon heads, and I feel like a lot of people deserve some credit here. I couldn't have done this without Wikipedia. Sure. A lot of a lot of what I do is due to them. Um, of course, there's also this is a new one that I didn't even know about, but it's awesome. Cryptids.fandom.com, which is a cryptids wiki. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm in for a lot of like people who might be ants. Coming forward. Uh, you know, I'm not anti it, but I like a... Now that I've discovered this website, Listen, just... I like human ghosts. Like, everyone... Like, here's... I ask you as your friend. 
For every, I'm gonna tone for, it down. For every cryptid, can we get two humans? That's fair. I okay. can try. I'll try. Yeah, trying is just all right. Hey, listen. Um, I'll try it for. <laughs> you know, I only do tragedy. For every tragedy, I'll try to do one ghost. Fair deal. You've got a deal. Yeah. All right. There's also. Um, I'm looking at this on my phone, and uh, so tonight's debate night, guys. Uh, to give you some perspective on when we're recording this and everybody's texting about the debate. It's a big deal. I hope you're watching it or did. You would have at this point. Uh, click on Detroit.com, WWMT.com, which I think is a local affiliate to Saga Talk, FeltMansion.org, New England History Society, Michigan's Other Side.com, and Weird US. Weird US is super fun. Nice. Yeah. So thank you uh, to all of the people who put those websites together for this information. Yeah, I'd like to thank all of my references, which is, of course, all the First Ladies of the United States of America. <laughs> this episode is brought to you explicitly by Pat Nixon and Lady Bird Johnson. Additionally, um, I'm brought to you by Coors Light and Oktoberfest from Surly in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. Um, I, of course, uh, would be nothing without Miss Dolly Parton. And then um, I do have hopes and aspirations to someday be as put together as Hillary Rodham Clinton. Miss uh, Namal, what are you drinking? Can I just say really quick? I sure. saw um, on a, in the grocery store, I saw a Dolly Parton thing Ooh. on one of the like Us Weeklies or something. And it was like, Dolly talks about marriage, mm-hmm. uh, her career, and her tattoos. Yeah, they're all worried about her tattoos. Oh, my God. It's a whole thing with her. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, Jay, I'm drinking Apothic Sparkling Red. Apothic, they put some bubbles in their red. Yeah, well, I really hope you don't get uh, uh, hydrocephalitis uh, by drinking that. You become a melon head. <laughs> That's water on the brain. That's right. I've been listening. Um, thank you so much for the people. <laughs> You're over it. You're like, just stop. Ah, from Michigan, stop Ohio, it. and Connecticut for serving up your uh, really <laughs> stunningly vague urban legends. I'm <laughs> going to go ahead and toss it. Oh, wait, let me say this. I'm doing a segment with her as always. We host a show called High Spirits. Noel has one last disgusting oh, thing to say to you. Oh, sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs>